The Late Morning Program with Nam Ras Podcast. Hi, Krishna, everyone. You are listening to the Late Morning Program with Nam Ras, the number one Hare Krishna podcast in the world. I am here. I'm so honored to have uh, Her Grace Shamarani Jadurani Mataji. Thank you so much for joining me. It's an honor to be here at your very important show. You're so kind to invite me. Thank you so much again for, for joining me. So today, uh, as everyone knows, is a very special day. Today is the Tirobhav, or the disappearance of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. And uh, Mataji is a very senior and early disciple of Srila Prabhupada. And she will share some uh, anecdotes as well as a little bit of philosophy here and there uh, regarding uh, Srila Prabhupada gave us everything. So we'll discuss what does that mean? We'll unpack that. What does everything mean? But before we go there, let's start out with how does what is the conception or what is the mentality that a devotee or a follower of Srila Prabhupada should have on this day of his disappearance. As we know, the appearance day is something that we all celebrate like as birthday or things like that. But disappearance day is very unique towards our acharyas and, uh, you know, our uh, holy, you know, holy people. So uh, maybe we can start out there. Thank you. Just a little invocation. Sure, sure. Agyanam timerandasya, gyananjana salakaya, Chaksurun militam yena, tasmai sri gurave nama. So, the appearance day and the disappearance days of the pure devotees are non-different because they give us an opportunity to remember them. By remembering them, they're they're looking to give mercy, more mercy. They're all merciful, but they're looking to give more mercy on their appearance and disappearance days. Srila Prabhupada explained that as well. <coughs> if we observe the days, then they're very happy to take away <coughs> all opulence, all obstacles, in our bhakti and to give us all auspiciousness. If we fail to do so, <coughs> the opposite happens. Obstacles come and auspiciousness goes. Therefore, um, Srila Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj, the Shiksha Guru of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, when he came to his house one day, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada, our Prabhupada's Guru Maharaj, knowing that he was an astrologer, astronomer, he, Srila Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj requested him to make the Panjika or the calendar with all the holy days of the incarnations and the Acharyas so that they could be observed with reverence and love. Also, this is called viraha, viraha means separation, mahotsav. So why would it be called the mahotsav, a festival, if we're separated, if we're not seeing him, if he's left our vision in 1977? 
because Raha means meeting and V because there's deeper meanings of all the Sanskrit words as you know V means special so a very special meeting comes at the time of separation as we know with our acharyas feeling separation from Radha and Krishna or when Srila Raghunath Das Goswami says now that I've lost the Lord of my life uh, Rupa Goswami so burning up in the fire of separation gives more internal meeting that stands on the heads of external meeting so when we offer Pushpanjali, we offer the flowers at the time of Guru Puja. It isn't really that we're offering flowers, but we're offering the flowers of our heart. Please, O Prabhupada, take my heart, which is more fragrant, my soul, which is more fragrant, beautiful, sweet, than millions of lotuses and lilies and bailey, chameli, champak, because I know that you'll know what to do with it. You'll give it, offer it to the feet of your Swamini Sri Sri uh, Radhika and her Prananath Sri Krishna. So the mood, as you said, is remembering, glorifying, praying. Uh, Srila Prabhupada gave us right away so many prayers to Sri Guru especially famous is Sri Guru Charana Padma, where we can remember what, um, what he wants to give us and pray for that. Like Ebe Yash Gushuk Tribhuvana, um, externally, it means that your fame is spread all over the three worlds, right? Yes. But more deeply, it means that I'm so fallen, I'm so unsavable with all my anartas and offenses that if you save me, then your glories will surely be spread all over the world. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that meaning. We'll find that meaning in other prayers of the Acharyas. Right, right. For those of us who never met Srila Prabhupada, it's a little bit difficult to have that uh, viraha because it's the, the 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 union so to say was never there in the first place on the external level so how should we think of this day uh in this uh, maybe we can start yeah there that that's a that's a question there that good comes good up. question so it's similar to we've never met radha and krishna right Srila Prabhupada wrote in a letter, for example, that the, um, the child comes from the father and gets impregnated into the mother. But even though he's come from the child, from the father, he's never met the father. Right. Similarly, Srila Prabhupada writes, I believe it's the 28th chapter of Krishna book, that when, when the the soul, when the devotee uh, is in the, the later stage of bhava bhakti and coming into prema bhakti, he takes birth on the planet, on any planet of any 
universe, there's one planet in each universe, but in any universe where Krishna is performing his Bhomalila or earthly pastimes, and then he gets his first opportunity to meet the Lord. So how can we have separation? Because we know from all the songs that Srila Prabhupada gave us of Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur, Srila Naratam Das Thakur, um, they're teaching us that if we want to do actual bhajan, then we want to come to the point of grief-stricken prayers, not just reading it as ink on a page. And so we pray, O Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur, or whoever's song we're singing, this is your song now, it's not my song. Please make your song my song. Or Guru Mukhapadma Vaikya Chitete Kodiaikya. Please make uh, my heart one with your words so that I can meet you. So though we've never met, when we meet in remembrance, when we meet in prayer, that's a meeting. And then the separation can come. Right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. So um, I wanted to talk now about uh, the title a little bit regarding this podcast, that everything. So I understand that, um, you know, Lord Chaitanya came, like is the verse in Chaitanya Chaitamrita, Pramari Rasa Niryasa Korite Aswada, and then Ragamarg Bhakti Korite Pracharan. So Lord Chaitanya came to give Rag Bhakti. But maybe we can start out what I know that the everything has that connected with uh, Rag Rag Bhakti. Uh, so let's maybe talk a little bit about what is that everything? Good question. Everything is a lot more than we know it is because um, his books are like desire trees. And um, as we become more qualified, and our desires become more qualified, the books uh, tell us more, more and more. In, in Srila Prabhupada's books, there is information for me or you 10 years ago. How long have you been in the movement? Um, I, my father joined when I went in, uh, I was one month old. That was in my 85. goodness. So, so many years, as soon as you were able to read or hear from your parents, you understood something about from the books and a certain portion of the book was appealing to you. And now you're reading other portions, you're understanding more and you're appreciating portions that you hadn't appreciated before. So the everything is a lot more than we think. Like we hear that Srila Prabhupada said his books are like time bombs. So it's not only time bombs for a person who gets a book from a book distributor and then one day he looks at the shelf and, oh, yeah, I remember I bought that last year. Right. But it's a time bomb for all of us till the end of this body and then going into future bodies. It keeps going off. And when we have good association, the good association points out the next, and then the explosion happens. Like right now, when I read Srila Prabhupada's books, it's a new light and a new life. In fact, Srila Narayan Goswami Maharaj said, I'm doing three things. 
I'm giving you a shovel so that you can dig more deeply into Srila Prabhupada's books. I'm giving you a torchlight so that you can see more clearly. And I'm giving you a key so that you can open up the lock of the, um, the treasure chest that's within the treasure chest. Just like all over the world, people who've never met Srila Prabhupada are weeping when they remember him and talk. You must have heard it. I've heard it so many times, weeping people who never saw him face to face. Yeah. But as he said, uh, I'm in my books. He even said, Narada Muni is on this page of my book. So why did I mention that? What was it in reference to? Uh, the 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 Ashwinarayamraj said there is oh uh, yes yes so everybody in the world is tasting the treasures in Srila Prabhupada's treasure chest, but there are there's a more valuable treasure chest within the bigger treasure chest that's locked. So that's what I meant when I said that there's more to everything than than we realize. Mm. Even, even though I've, I've found out so much more everything than I knew about 25, 30 years ago, there's still more everything waiting to come. So, some people could take that the wrong way. Mm. That you, you know, that there is a treasure chest inside the treasure chest and uh, it's hidden that maybe Srila Prabhupada didn't give that key. And uh, there's a there's an external way, a reason or that we need to, uh, external way to get that or something like that. What would you say to someone who feels maybe that that's that's um, they're taking that message the wrong way? Even though you don't, of course, you don't mean that. Of course, he gave us everything, but it could be taken the wrong way. Is, is sure, sure. Those who are qualified to get the key from him will get it. Certainly when they come to a certain level of advancement. Let's take um, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates. Srila Haridas Thakur never even got initiated, but he's known as the most one of the most intimate associates of the Lord. Why? Because of who he was for many past lives. So there's, um, there's Adunika Sanskars and Praktan Sanskars, or impressions, of many, many births past devotional service that somebody did. That's called Praktan Sanskar. Then he gets more from his Gurudev. And then there's Adunika Sanskar when you don't have much from the past or you have a lot of offenses from the past. So you have a harder time uh, meeting a guru and then following his instructions. So either way it can come. To me, it came from uh, his representative. Um, and if one is so qualified, then he can get that internally from mm. Srila Prabhupada. Right, right. So what is so what is so going back to what it is exactly yes, or maybe yes. the treasure chest within the treasure chest? Maybe let's talk a little bit about that. Yes, you asked me. Uh, about Raganuga Bhakti. 
Rag Marg, the path of spontaneous devotion. And um, so even what is Raganuga Bhakti? Right. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to go because for, for me being uh, a member of ISKCON, I have heard growing up uh, that this is a, a stage that we do not discuss so much until we get there. It's not something that's a cheaply, a taken cheaply. Uh, and uh, that's as much as I've heard of it. I don't even know exactly, like, how does one know if one is practicing Raghunuga Bhakti? All, all we've really heard is a lot of um, Vaidhi Bhakti, which is the, you know, following the rules and the regulations and Raga Bhakti being the spontaneous uh, expression of, of bhakti. So maybe we can, yeah, maybe we can start there. What is it exactly? So you're waiting for more everything. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, let's go to Chaitanya Charitamrita, Majalila, um, volume eight, in Sri Sanatan Shiksha. Let me just adjust the wire of this mic here. Okay. Sure. So we're going to first read what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through Srila Prabhupada said about Vaidhi Bhakti. We already know what it it's it's constituted of. Um like let's go to Mangalaratik, let's offer our shadam, let's not have any let's follow the four regular principles. Um, let's, what else is in Vaidhi Bhakti? Let's do puja at the exact right time. Right. And this is how you make an offering. This is how you do archan. Right. Okay. So, uh, Mahaprabhu tells Sanatana Goswami, those who have not attained the platform of spontaneous attachment in devotional service Render devotional service under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master according to the regular principles mentioned in the revealed scriptures. According to the revealed scriptures, this kind of devotion is called Vaidhi Bhakti. So Vaidhi Bhakti is impelled by scriptural injunctions. For example, uh, Savai Dharma Paro Savai Dharma Paro Savai Pungsam Paro Dharma Yato Bhakti Hoksaji. So the scripture is telling us that the perfection of human life is to engage in devotional service to Adhoksaja, Krishna who's transcendental to material senses, and that service must be uninterrupted and um, unmotivated in order to fully satisfy the self. So I want to be happy. I'm hearing from the scripture, the, this is the only way to be happy, is to serve Krishna. Um, I can't do it uninterrupted yet or unmotivated yet. I have so many motives because a person in Vaidhi Bhakti is still on the bodily platform and won't be off the bodily platform until he's doing spontaneous devotion. Everyone in Vaidhi Bhakti has a has a material designation. This is my family. Um, I'm a lady or a man. I've been in the movement for this many years. It's all in relation to the body. And I only know Srila Prabhupada 
as his body, I don't know beyond that. Or even if I know intellectually, I haven't realized. I've realized his the form that he showed me. So Vaidhi Bhakti has two, is impelled by two things. One is duty or following the injunctions because, and I have like 11 books here of Srila Prabhupada on both sides. Wow. So, um, so we'll go through many quotes of his saying what I'm saying now, which is that um, I have no desire, for example, to get up and perform Mongol Artik. I'd rather sleep. But I know I must do it because it's a Vedic injunction and I do want to get out of the bodily platform and I do want to be happy. Um, and I do want to please Prabhupada. The other cause is fear. I'll read in the third canto, I'll read in the fifth canto about all the hells. And so I don't want to go to hell. Uh, if I continue to eat meat, then I know I'm going to become meat of somebody else. So Vaidhi Bhakti is impelled by two things, duty and fear, both emanating from uh, the Vedic injunctions. Now, let's read about, before we can understand Raganuga Bhakti, we want to understand what is Ragatmika Bhakti. Because Rag, Ragatmika, those those who have rag or an unquenchable thirst to please Krishna and associate with him and an, and an ever-increasing attachment is rag. And atmika means that they have that, I'm trying to combine many verses that, that are here in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, so that it won't take forever because we have two hours. We don't have two weeks, right. which, it would, which it would take. <laughs> so, um, so Mahaprabhu says to, um, to, oh, I'm sorry. So rag atmika, in their atma, they have rag. Unquenchable thirst to please and meet with Krishna and a full absorption like you have a white cloth and you have red dye. So you dunk the white cloth in the red dye because you want it to be red. But it didn't get fully red yet. So I squeeze it out and dunk it in again. Then it gets more red. When I've dunked it in so many times that the cloth comes out fully red, that is full absorption, full saturation, and that is called rag in the spiritual sense. So that's all the associates of Vrindavan know. Ragatmika also applies to associates in Dwarka, Ayodhya, but that's Aiswarya Misra Ragatmika, means their rag is mixed with with a sense of opulence and awe and reverence. It's not, it's not pure as it is in Vrindavan uh, because they have no idea that Krishna is God even when they see him lifting Govardhan with the left, with the nail of his left 
happy for seven days. So Mahaprabhu is telling Sanatana Goswami, what I'm reading from is Majalila chapter 22. And this is Sanatan Shiksha. He's just explained to Sanatana Goswami about Vaidhi Bhakti. And now, my dear Sanatan, I have now in detail described devotional service according to the regulative principles. Now hear from me about spontaneous devotional service and its characteristics. Next verse, 149. The original inhabitants of Vrindavan are attached to Krishna spontaneously in devotional service. Nothing can compare to such spontaneous devotional service, which is called ragatmika bhakti. When a devotee follows in the footsteps of the devotees of Vrindavan, his devotional service is called raganuga. Anuga means to follow, like rupanuga. Srila Prabhupada said, we are rupanuga because we follow Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami and the six Goswamis. So there's Ragatmika Bhakti and Raganuga Bhakti. Yeah. Raganuga Bhakti is performed by those devotees in Sadan Bhakti. There's a description to Srila Sanatana Goswami earlier. What is Sadan Bhakti? Sadan Bhakti is those activities which are performed by the material senses, those activities of the nine processes of devotional service, which are performed uh, with the material senses for the express purpose of attaining bhava bhakti, which is the potential in every living entity. It's already there in the heart, but it's covered. And that is like everywhere in Srila Prabhupada's books. So next verse. When one becomes attached to the Supreme Lord, his natural inclination to love is fully absorbed in thoughts of the Lord. That is called transcendental attachment. And devotional service according to that attachment is called ragatmika. Um, deep rag. Okay. When an advanced realized devotee hears about the affairs of the devotees in Vrindavan, in the mellows of Shanta, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and Madhurya, he becomes inclined in that way, and his intelligence becomes attracted. Indeed, he begins to covet that particular type of devotion. Such covetedness is awakened when one's such covetedness is awakened, one's intelligence no longer depends upon the injunctions of Shastra or the revealed scriptures or logic and argument. Logic and argument, Shastra injunctions, you must serve Krishna because. So it doesn't depend. It, it still de depends on a different kind of Shastra. That is the Shastra that tells me how to do it. Like this is example, how you're going to get there. For example, if someone who first joins, they 
uh, Krishna consciousness, they practice bhakti, but then someone who is, uh, has been practicing for a while, when they have re- have started that they, their attraction toward a certain uh, Rajbasi, does that mean they are practicing Raghunuga Bhakti just because they are they feel like oh I love Yashoda uh, Mother Yashoda I, I want to I want to follow in her footsteps or be again again good question um, Raghunuga Bhakti has certain symptoms. Mm. And Srila Prabhupada in um, the Ramananda Rai Sambad in Majalila um, chapter 8, uh, he said on three, must have been more than three occasions, but I come in touch with three. There's a verse, um, Krishna Bhakti Bhavita Mati, Kriyatam Yadi Kutopi Labhyate. Which is first Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was hearing about Vaidhi Bhakti from Ramananda Rai. And this is the first verse that it's going to get into spontaneous devotion. So he says that the, the, the mood of Krishna Bhakti, the bhav of Krishna Bhakti, um, cannot be had by millions of births of Vaidhi Bhakti following regulative principles or pious activities, but it comes by by one way, and that way is the greed to have it. Lolium is in this verse. And how often have we all heard Srila Prabhupada using the word lolium and lolium lalasamayi. So um, the um, Raganuga Bhakti is such intense greed that there's no thought of anything else. Like, for example, Srila Raghunath Das Goswami didn't have time to look in the mirror, or the six Goswamis. They didn't have time to eat or sleep. They took, as we read in the CC, they took you know, a, a slice of butter every other day or a couple of chickpeas every other day. They were too busy, absorbed in their, in their mood of separation for uh, Radha and Krishna and their associates. So I can tell if I'm in Raganuga Bhakti or not, if I have any other desire. Anyabi lasitasunyam jnana karmadi navratam. Real pure devotional service is free from any desire for fruit of activities, yogic powers, or any other desire, or to merge into the Lord. And it's one one pointed attention is on giving pleasure to Krishna. And um, it's, uh, what is that? Anu Kulyena Krishna Anu Silanam. It's performed continually without any break. And Anu also means under the guidance of Sri Guru. So, um, if I have a break, hey, I'm hungry. I really would love some chocolate cupcakes today. Or, how dare they say that about me? Don't they realize how pure and good I am? Or they blame me for something that I never even did. Or, I'm tired. All of these other desires, even I'm tired. 
because a, uh, someone who has so much greed, like the Goswamis, they slept maybe one hour. And while they were sleeping even, they dreamt of Radha Govinda. So I can tell if I'm in Raganugi. So a, a curiosity, like, okay, I'm a mother. So I'm attracted to Mother Yasoda. Or I like to wrestle and sport. So I'm attracted to Sridham and Subal. Doesn't work that way at all. It's, there's a, there's something that to follow, as Srila Prabhupada said, we are Rupa Nuga, followers of Srila Rupa Goswami, Srila Sanatana Goswami, and the six Goswamis. So what do we know about them? There's so many things in the Bhagavatams and the Chaitanya Charitamrita, but we also know a lot about them from the Sad Goswami Astakam. They've given up everything. They're wearing loincloths. They sleep under a different tree every night, but they're always diving deep into the gopis' love for Krishna. And they're always searching, where are you, Lalita? Where are you, Vishaka? Where are you, Radha and Krishna? Are you somewhere on Govardhan? Are you somewhere underneath the Bhangsiba tree? Where are you all now? And I remember Srila Prabhupada's last sentence. These were the moods of madness with which they executed their Krishna consciousness. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, so we, yeah. we all have, at the time of creation, time of manufacturing, so to speak, we all are given, it's stated in uh, Srila Sanatana Goswami's Brihad Bhagavatamrita, that we're all given, along with, with the ontological nature of the soul, I'm also given the seed of a particular kind of relationship, which doesn't unfold until I get the creeper of bhakti from a bona fide guru, and then my creeper grows. And that guru will, he's like a, um, he's like a, uh, a gardener, an expert gardener. An expert gardener can look at any seed of any tree or bush, and say, that's going to be a rose bush, and it's going to look like that. It's going to be round. There's so many pink or white flowers. So really, who is Sri Guru? He can look at anyone's soul, though we are in undeveloped. Um, uh, look at anyone's soul and tell what their relationship is, and then he will guide how to get that, as Srila Prabhupada did in all of his books. When the devotee reaches a certain level of advancement, then, um, then that guru, or if he's no longer present in the world, then a shiksha guru who's equal uh, to the diksha guru in, in the quality of being able to do this, he will say, so now you're on the platform of asakti, or um, where you get already a semblance of your siddha So this is your, then you get the akadas babs, this is your name. This is your, uh, these are your in-laws. This is your service. This is your age. This is your dress. These are called akhadas bhavs and is described in um, Jaiva Dharma. So Raganuga Bhakti is not an ordinary thing. Like I'm talking about Raganuga Bhakti and I'm quoting so many things, but in what lifetime, how many lifetimes it will take, I can't even imagine considering how I am now. Like one of my favorite times of day is the evening when I get my toast with ghee 
and avocados and black olives. Even though I, I read about, I hear about the pastimes, and then I think, okay, it's six o'clock. But that's but that's uh, to keep your body and soul together. It's not necessarily that you. I guess I guess you're saying that as long as you have that uh, desire, then you know that you're not in that higher realm. It's so easy to know. All I have to do is chant Hare Krishna for five minutes and see where my mind is. Right, right. And I immediately know that I'm in Nama Parad. Right. So I guess my question is that uh, let's uh, rewinding back from what you said. You you said a lot of things. I just want to unpack some of those things that you said. Vaidhi Bhakti, uh, even you quoting the verse, even performed for millions of years, uh, will not get you prema. Braj I mean, Braj, yeah, that's, that's a pretty a, strong statement. That's a very strong statement. Janma yeah. jan, Janma Koti Nalabhyate is stated there in the Ramananda Raisap. Sambad. Why? Because I'm if I'm practicing Vaidhi Bhakti without the aim, the aim of um, Bhava Bhakti and the aim of Prema Bhakti, the aim of Ragatmika Bhakti, following a specific um, a specific associate of the Lord, who is an ocean of the mood for which I aspire. Generally, most everybody who comes into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement, specifically under the line of Srila Rupa Goswami, specifically under the line of the Goswamis, specifically under the line of um, uh, their followers like Viswanath Chakrabari Thakur, Srila Naratam Das Thakur, and down to Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and Srila Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada. Most everybody, because that's what Chaitanya Mah Mahaprabhu came to give, and he gave it a lot through Srila Rupa Goswami, is a maidservant of Srimati Radhika. Anarpita chiring charat kurunayavatir namkalo samarapayetam unatol jalarasam sobhakti sriyam hari purita sundaram duti kadambasandipita sadahraya kundare spurutuva sachinandana. This is uh, so many places in Prabhupada's books, but uh, specifically Adi Lila. Chapter four and Anchalila, chapter one. Uh, the meaning is Anarbita Chiring Charat. Chiring Charat means after not the very first time, but after a long, long time. Since the previous day of Lord Brahma, uh, at which time Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came one day earlier of Brahma's time in that Kali Yuga. Um, Mahaprabhu descended by his causeless mercy to give what no other acharya, no other incarnation could or did ever give. What is that? Samarpaitam unat ujvalarasam. He came to give unat ujvalaras. He came to taste. There are four reasons why Mahaprabhu came which is described in the beginning of Adi Lila chapter four and many places. He came, the, the primary internal reason is to taste Radharani's love. What is it, what is it that's so great about her love that I'm totally controlled by it? What is it that she sees in me 
that she relishes, she alone relishes about me, about my qualities, my form, my pastimes, my flute playing, that even I can't taste. And what is it about the pleasure she is experiencing, which is millions of times greater than mine? Whatever he did as Krishna, he could not figure it out. Um, sometimes he became disguised as a, as a demigoddess and started criticizing Radharani, criticizing Krishna to Radharani uh, just to hear about her love. So um, therefore, he had to assume her beauty and her complexion in order to know what was going on with her. So, samarpaitam unat ojula rasam. Unat ojula ras is the love, the ras that's the most brilliant ras that's tasted by Radharani and the gopis and only them. No other love is so high. No other love is, and it's one without a second love. Samarpaitam unat ojula rasam swabhakti sriyam. So, the, the, a uh, primary internal reason for Mahaprabhu's descent is to taste that love. Then the primary external reason, as you yourself said at the very beginning of the podcast, is prema ras niryas korite aswadan, raga marga bhakti loke korite prachadan. So he came prema ras niryas to taste the essence of love. And Raga Marga Bhakti Loke. Loke means to the people of the world. Kodate Puchar. And he came to preach that Raga Nuga Bhakti. Why? Because he's Parama Karun. He's supremely merciful. And he's Rasika Shekhar. He's the, the supreme taster of all transcendental mellows. For these two reasons, he came. So to split it into four reasons, his primary internal reason is to taste the love. His primary external reason is to give ragmarg. His secondary internal reason is to answer the call of Advaita Acharya, which is at the end of CC chapter three. And the secondary external reason is to um, give the Dharma of the age, which is Harinam Sankirtan in the age of Kali. You you mentioned about sadhana bhakti that the the definition of that is the, is is whatever activities uh, give rise to bhava bhakti. So there's an aim for bhava there's an bhakti. Aim. There's an yeah. aim. So there's what an is, aim. what is how do you know? Um, I guess how do you know what to? Is there a is there a kind of conception that we should have uh, when we say bhava bhakti? Is there characteristics of that even also? It certainly is. Um, Bhav Bhakti is characterized by a melting heart when the devotee begins to feel transcendental emotions. Right now, my emotions are totally material. I like this person. I don't like that person. I'm too full. I'm too hungry. Um, so these are emo envy. I'm envious. I'm lusty. I'm greedy. These are all material emotions. Why do we have these material emotions? Because they're perverted reflections of our spiritual emotions. Those, these spiritual emotions come into the heart, descend in the heart at the time of Bhava Bhakti from the heart of the Ragatmika Bhakti, who is an ocean of the mood for which I aspire. 
Uh, so therefore, real sadhana bhakti is can be practiced beginning with asakti, which is a very high state of bhakti, where um, where one actually gets a semblance of his um, siddhadeya and becomes mad after that, and his practice is for that aim alone. Um, this is stated and also in Sanatan Shiksha. And then when the, when the heart melts totally and he has a full sense of possessiveness, mamata to Krishna, he's my son, he's my husband, he's my beloved, he's my friend, he's the, he's the lord of the life of my Swamini, Srimati Radhika, which most everybody who comes into Rupa Goswami's line is then he's doing real sadhana. Until then, it would be sadhana abbas, like a shadow of sadhana, mm -hmm. yours truly. It seems it seems that this is uh, what you're speaking about is a long-term game, meaning over lifetimes. Yes. Sometimes we think that, I mean, there can be the risk of thinking that this is all in one lifetime and maybe prematurely thinking that one is performing Raghunuga uh, Bhakti. We will. We automatically will. Because that's the nature of Kanista Adhikari, is he thinks he's the best devotee. Isn't it? Right. And he doesn't know how to respect a pure devotee. Uh, when we come to the stage of Madhyama Adhikari, then we make four distinctions. We can identify who's a pure devotee, who is... Uh, a Majjama, but higher than me, who's on my level, who's um, a neophyte who I want to show compassion to, and who's offensive who I want to neglect. So actually, Srila Prabhupada really intentionally did that at the beginning. I can't imagine that I would have stayed in Krishna consciousness if I knew that it was going to take many births. <laughs> but what did Srila Prabhupada say? Just follow the four regulative principles, and in this very life, you can go back to home, back to Godhead, and just chant 16 rounds. Um, just distribute my books, and in this way, go back to home, back to Godhead. He wrote to me as one of his artist disciples, just go on painting Krishna more and more beautifully, and you'll go back to home, back to Godhead. He told the seamstress of um, Radha and Krishna in Los Angeles, just keep sewing and you'll go back to Godhead. Why? Just like a parent may tell the, um, the child who doesn't want to drink his milk, just drink your milk and you'll become a powerful athlete. Or the child who doesn't want to study, just, just do your homework and you become a great scholar. So it's a very encouraging. And I was so encouraged. I thought, yeah, it's right around the corner. But then as time came, I saw that it wasn't right around the corner. I and guess, yes, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 I, I, please. I know, I just wanted to say that chant 16 rounds is the beginning. If we read Nectar of Instruction, we see that uh, Prabhupada quotes his Guru Maharaj that Krishna won't accept any offering of anyone who's not chanting 64 rounds, and that is good rounds. But why? Because at the beginning, Srila Prabhupada said 64. The devotee said, no way. Okay, 32. No way. 25. No way. Okay, 16 rock bottom. But even if we chant 16 pure rounds of uh, Shuddha Nam, 
Even if we chant one name of Shuddhanam, that will do it. The the uh, the Goswamis sometimes they couldn't chant more than one Hari Krishna because after their Krishna, they would go into deep absorption of their own relationship with Radha and Krishna, and they would be unconscious for the day or for hours. I guess the question now is how do you, does one not fall into the trap of thinking prematurely that they have reached some higher level of devotion? A Kanista Adhikari will think like that. How do we come to not think like that? Yeah. By hearing and reading about those who are actually on the high platform, like the Goswamis, like Naratam Das Thakur, Viswanath Chakrabarti Thakur. Um, some people wanted to kill him because he was preaching Raghunuga Bhakti and they were um, caste Brahmanas. And so many people were coming to Viswanath Chakrabarti Thakur. So one morning, early morning, because they knew he did his bhajan, um, you know, in the secluded groves in Vrindavan, they went to ambush him. But Viswanath Chakrabarti Thakur turned into a manjari and they said, oh, dear little girl, have you seen a, a saint around here? Oh, yes, I saw him, but I didn't see which way he went. I'm too busy picking flowers. Um, for my Swamini. And then they instantly saw him change back into Shulaviswanath Chakrabarti Thakur and fully surrendered and realized they were offensive and they became nice devotees. So if I hear about the life of Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur, the life of Srila Prabhupada, I mean, as a neophyte, I might think, oh, Prabhupada only went to 54 countries and I'm going to 63 countries. That's Kanista Adhikari. Mm. So if I'm in good association, like how do I become humble? If, I, if I'm in the association of someone better than me and I'm sincere to advance, then I'll automatically become Trinadapi Sunichena. And I want to follow that higher devotee. So it depends on good association. Uh, didn't Srila Prabhupada write in... Um, Nectar of devotion. Association is like a crystal stone. Whoever you associate with, you become like that. Right. The Vaidhi Bhakti um, that we perform, that we're told to perform in the very beginning, is it that Raghunuga Bhakti will automatically come? Should we strive? I, I guess something I don't understand is the... Uh, like we hear that it it automatically will happen. It automatically happens in good association. When I hear about the goal, like today, I had a goal that at five to one, I'm going to the Zoom of Nam Ras Prabhu. So I, knowing that that was my goal for today, I piled up these uh, 11 Chaitanya Charitamrita's Krishna book, nectar of devotion, nectar of instruction. And I read and I marked, I marked the places that I wanted to quote. Mm. And then I kept looking at my watch. I made sure to do my Gayatri mantra in sufficient time before coming on here. And then I made it five to one. Without a goal, there's no question of a, of a process to get there. So right. eventually either 
my Diksha guru, if he's not here anymore and I'm not qualified to hear him internally, then my Shiksha guru, who's his representative, will tell me about Raganuga Bhakti. What is it? How to practice it? For example, I've been um, singing the kirtans since 1966, 67, 68. I've been singing um, Sangsara Dava Nalalira Loka. My first few years, I didn't even know what the words were. I was just trying to get close to them, close as possible to how everybody else was sounding. After so many years, I learned the translation. Then after so many years, so everything has its time according to our Sukritis and Sanskars. So now I'm understanding that Srila Prabhupada is Nikunja Jorno Ratikeli Siddhai. He's in the Nikunjas with Radha and Krishna. He's always engaging and arranging their um, their um, conjugal pastimes and the paraphernalia needed for that. So, Bande Guru Sri Charanaravindam, I offer him my prayers that he will engage me in his in this ultimate service of his and take away all of my anartas so that I will be qualified. So it's not just a song. Mm -hmm. All of our acharya's songs are for that. Gopinath Mamanivedanasuno. All of all of our charyas uh, kirtans are for that goal. Radha Krishna Pranamo Jugala Kishore. So some years ago it was just a kirtan, it was just melody, and I I like the way uh, Sudevi and Kishori Mohan sings sings it. Yeah, we do. We do, right? Yeah. So, but I don't have any feeling that when will I serve in that way. O oh, Naratam Das Thakur, please make your song my song. Uh, for a person who wants Raganuga Bhakti, his, his foremost vocabulary words is when a when, and always longing for that. And all of our Acharya's kirtans, they're longing and they're singing and with weeping and grief-stricken words. Mm -hmm. And... The, and, yeah, please. And then there are so many songs for direct service, like Manashiksha, like Prabhupada said, okay, let's follow Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, Raghunath Goswami, who's the foremost Rupanuga Bhakta. So why? Because we see from his prayers how to become Rupanuga. He's praying to Radharani for service. When will I dress you? When will I bathe you? When will I decorate you? When will I take you out to meet with Krishna? When will you give me some remnants of your foodstuffs? So many, those are elevated prayers. Uh, but we want to come to be able to utter those prayers, and then we want to be able to utter them with feeling. Manashiksha, Rupa Goswami's Stavavali, um, Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur's um, Lalas, what is it? Siddhi Lalasa, where he even reveals who he is. I am Kamala Manjari. My dress is like this. My address is like this. And I am a follower of Ananga Manjari. So 
Not that just by reading the song, I'll be there, but I begin to pray, when will that come to me? And that kind of longing or even longing is a very high word, but the interest comes by good association. Just like if I associate with a drunkard, then I'll want to drink. But, but I interrupted you. No, no, I, th that's, yeah, I understand the importance of the association. Uh, and, and you were saying about um, when, if, if your Diksha Guru is not around or he's not able to, with, from within, uh, reveal to you, then a Shiksha, a Shiksha Guru may be able to re reveal that to you who represents your uh, Diksha Guru. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe let's talk a little bit about that in the sense of uh, how do you know if they're representing your Diksha Guru? Because it could be that you could go to someone and uh, you feel like that, that they might might be, but there's totally. probably ways Shastra says or, you know. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. You're right. So one is, um, where's that verse? Bhaktistu Bhagavata Bhakti Sangena Parijayate Satsanga Labyate Punbir Sukritai Purva Sanskritai. Um, by millions of births of Sukritis or spiritual pious merits, um, when I've reached a certain level, then I get the association of a pure bhakta, and by his or her association, I get pure bhakti. So, um, I may know or not know, but that's when it will be. When I, when my Sukritis and Sanskars come to a certain level. How will I know? Because many people have chosen a guru, Diksha guru or Shiksha guru, and have felt disappointed later. Mm. So if I make a mistake with either my Diksha guru or actually in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it says that one can only have one Diksha guru, but there's no limit to the number of Shiksha gurus one can have. That's stated in Adi Lila. Mm -hmm. So um, I might feel disappointed if I put my heart in anyone who I turn out later to be disappointed. So there's Guru, Sadhu, and Shastra. Um, and Shastra is the center. I understand Sa Shastra from Guru and Sadhu, and I understand Guru and Sadhu from Shastra. So it depends on my qualification. And uh, if I've committed so many, for example, suppose in my previous life, I was a bogus cheating guru. I just wanted everybody's money. And then I went out with girls and things like that. So then in this life, I might, I might get a cheating guru as a reaction. So it will all depend on my qualification. So like for, like for example, for Sri Narayan Goswami Maharaj, uh, one of the, not at the first moment, but um, soon after I met him, uh, he said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give the maidservant, maid service of Srimati Radhika, Manjari Bhav. So I thought, I said to him, because I'm not one to just take something. I said, okay, where's that? He said, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila chapter four, Anjulila. So then, uh, and then he quoted the verse that Lord Chaitanya came uh, to give what no other incarnation came to give. Um, the Sriyam, 
Srila Prabhupada Swabhakti Sriyam. Srila Prabhupada um, writes as the word-for-word -word meaning of Sriyam, treasure, and a treasure chest is locked. So when we study his books more, we see what that what that treasure is. It is the maidservant of Srimati Radhika because every one of our Acharyas was that. Everyone coming from Rupa Goswami because we're all Rupanuga. Um, so um, if I'm if I'm understanding Shastra career, so then I went to Prabhupada's books, and I that that time there was no folio, there was just books. Right. So uh, you can see how old my books are. Wait. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I just really dredged my my memory to think where could I have heard anything like that, and I combed the books, 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 and it's in so many places. Once folio was invented unlimited thanks to the folio devotees, my god brothers and god sisters who did that. Um, because it's so easy, you just press a word and it comes up with however many times Prabhupada said that. Uh, then we see even more how many times, how many times he mentions Raganuga, but then he might mention it not in, in uh, Sanskrit, but in English. So then like, by calling it spontaneous devotional service, or he may call it loba, or he may call it lala samayi. So I have to think. Um, so uh, if I'm aware of what, for example, my Diksha Guru Srila Prabhupada said, then I'll want to check another person to ensure that uh, I'm not being led astray. But still, I might make a mistake because of my own lack of qualification. I may not be understanding Prabhupada's books correctly. And so I'll find somebody who's also not understanding Prabhupada's books correctly. <clears throat> uh, For example, I'll just give an example. Yeah, please, please. That verse that I quoted uh, about uh, Krishna Bhakti Bhavitama, Krishna Bhakti Rasa Bhavitamati, um, about greed being the um, constituent qualification for for um braj bhakti so Prabhupada said in my experience so there must be many more times that this this verse is the definition of iskan and therefore i've named my society um after this verse when i first joined but I didn't know what, what what he meant. When I first joined back in 1966, uh, Prabhupada said, um, Rupa Goswami said, there's only one price to pay for Krishna consciousness, and that is the anxiety to have it. So I thought, oh, I have the anxiety, but I didn't have the anxiety. Now I'm learning what that anxiety is, like Raghunath Das Goswami rolling on the, on the banks of Radhakund. If I don't get your mercy, uh, I won't be able to live for another moment. Like we read in the CC, the fish out of water. Some, <clears throat> sometimes we have to maybe, we feel that someone is our shiksha guru, but maybe institutionally uh, there may be something blocking that or questioning that. Like in your book, you wrote about 
the 90, 1992 uh, an anecdote. Maybe we can talk a little bit about that because it's. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you because I forgot all about that. <laughs> so in 1992, there were a couple of anecdotes, which is that one, or maybe this was 93, I was visited by some God brothers and God sisters who said, What are you doing here? Why did you leave Prabhupada? Prabhupada never talked about Raghunuga Bhakti. Right. So then that inspired me to search more what he said about it. Then in 1992, just because I was hearing Shilanarayan Goswami Maharaj speak about it, that also made me look. So I found these quotes, for example. Um, the first part of sadhana is according to the regulative principles. One has to follow these different regulative principles by the order of the spiritual master or on the strength of authoritative scriptures, and there can be no question of refusal. That is called vaiti or regulated. One has to do it without argument. Another part of sadhana bhakti is called raganuga. Raganuga refers to the point at which, by following the regulative principles, one becomes more attached to Krishna and executes devotional service out of natural love. Another quote. Um, Although Raganuga is within the category of practice, this offering of loving service is spontaneous. It's in other words, it's also sadhan. Um, so then another one. Um, Srila Viswanath Chakrabarti Thakur wrote a book called Raghavarma Chandrika, where he's explaining Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu as Srila Prabhupada wrote the summary of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu called Nectar of Devotion. So there, this Raghavarma Chandrika, Chandrika means like a, a moonbeam of light, a beam of light on Raghmark, because in the darkness, it's especially on the Amavasya, which we had a few, couple of days ago, right. uh, the, the dark moon night, you can't see a path. But if there's a little thin sliver of moonlight, then you can see, and it's a very narrow path. So that's what the Raghavarma Chandrika is. So Srila Prabhupada is quoting, um, in, he's quoting Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu in his um, Nectar of Devotion about what is Raganuga Bhakti. Krishna smaram janam chasya prestam nija samihitam tatat kataratas chasau kuryad vasam sada. And he quotes this also in his Nectar of Instruction in verse 8, which concludes the essence of all advice, the essence of all the Vedic literatures is to 24 hours a day, uh, remember the Lord's pastimes, remember the names according to those pastimes, um, and engage the mind and tongue and ears in that way. Um, one should live in Braj under the guidance of the Brijbasis, that in other words, those who are associates of Krishna, who uh, are the ocean of the mood that I have in my heart and that I want to follow and to follow their followers. For example, Rupa Manjari is the follower of, uh, is she's made the top, the top, the leader of all the maidservants of Srimati Radhika. 
So who's her follower? Rupa Goswami, who's non-different from her. So I want to follow uh, Rupa Manjari. I want to hear about them. One should constantly remember one's dear most Srinandananda and Krishna and the beloved associates who are possessed of the identical mood with which one aspires. One should always reside in Brajdam with great attachment for hearing these topics. And if it's not possible to reside there physically, then to reside there, there um, mentally. This is the method of Raganuga Bhakti. So then, next verse that Prabhupada quotes, uh, again, within his purport of the essence of all advice, um, and also in his uh, Nectar of Devotion, because that's Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu summarized, Seva sadaka rupena, siddha rupena chatrahi, tadbhava lipsuna karya, brajalokanusadataha. A sadak who has greed for Raganuga Bhakti should serve Krishna both, and here's another way we can tell if we're in Raganuga Bhakti or not, should serve Krishna both in the sadak rup, one's form as a practitioner in this world, and in the siddha rup, one's perfected spiritual form, because in bhava bhakti, um, I can see my own swarup, and I can see Radha and Krishna's pastimes, although it's not constant, it comes and goes, because there are three stages of a bhava raganuga bhakti, bhakti bhakta. Um, there's internal consciousness, half internal, half external, and then external, but they're all full of absorption. So in the in the Siddha Rup, in accordance with the Bhav of the Brijbasis, who possess the same mood for which he aspires, like say Raghunath Das Goswami, when he's in inner consciousness, he's he's pretending or he's in the role of a Bhav Sadak, but really he's a Siddha, but he's showing us what a Bhav Sadak does. So in his inner state, he's serving Radha and Krishna. He's talking to them. Um, he's putting the red lac on Radharani's feet and so on. Um, decorating her. And then after some time, uh, he falls, that, that scene disappears, and he's in Arda Bhaya Dasha. Prabhupada talks about this in relation to Mahaprabhu also in this book. It's kind of backwards with the screen. Right. Um, so um, then I'm weeping. I can't function this world and I'm just weeping for what I lost. And then there's Bahya Dasha, which I can function, I can write, I can speak, but I'm still feeling the separation. So that's a Bhav Sadak. So the, the second of the three verses says that in my Sadak form, I follow the Goswamis, that is hardly eating anything, not looking for a girlfriend or a boyfriend, things like that not being angry that my husband looked at another girl and he's wondering what he's thinking. Um, but I'm able to um, perform as a, in my Siddha Rup too. It's not Vastu Siddhi. It's not, um, it's not without the material encumbrance, Bhav Bhakti. But then when I reach the mature state of Bhav Bhakti, as Prabhupada writes, in the Krishna book, then I meet Krishna for the first time in any universe that he's performing his pastimes. And then my Vastu city or my pure spiritual form begins. And then I develop from there. That's another long story. And then 
the third verse, Shavano Kirtanadini Vaida Bhaktiutidani tu Yanya Gani Chitanya Cha Vigye Yani Manishibi. The limbs of bhaktis such as Shravana Kirtana, Guru Parashraya, and others, which have been described already in regard to Vaidhi Bhakti, are recognized to be also useful and necessary in Raganuga Bhakti. Some people think Raganuga Bhakti is that, you know, I can drink, I can smoke. I can do anything and uh, I'm doing spontaneous service because I'm not following the regular principles, but not at all. So, okay, so another quote that back in 1992, um, okay, because I am, he's, so here Prabhupada is comparing Vaidhi Bhakti apprenticeship, whereas Raganuga Bhakti is real transcendental bhakti. He says, this is a lecture of November 2, 1972. And anyone can get this just by going to artistspirituallife.com. Uh, because I am in the bodily conception of life, therefore I am thinking, I am American, I'm Indian, I'm Hindu, I'm Muslim, I'm black, I'm white, I'm man, I'm woman, I'm a tree, I am this, I'm that. That is covered. How can you enjoy with these covered senses? So you have to uncover, you have to discover. That discovering process is devotional service. The more you're engaged in devotional service, the more your senses become pure or uncovered. And when it is completely uncovered without any designation, then you're capable of serving Krishna. This is apprenticeship. Vaidhi Bhakti is apprenticeship. Real Bhakti, Pada Bhakti, is Raganuga Bhakti. This Raganuga Bhakti, we have to come after surpassing Vaidhi Bhakti. In the material world, if we do not try to make further and further progress in devotional service, if we are simply sticking to the Shastric regulation process and do not try to go beyond that, Shastric regulation is, is required. Without Shastric process, you cannot go to that platform. But if we stick to that and do not try to improve ourselves, so this is for Kanista Adhikari, which I am anyway. And then uh, Prabhupada's I found the quotes where he was quoting uh, about what is Ragatmika, what is Raganuga, what is Vaidhi, um, and what the difference is between real Raganuga Bhakti and Sahaja imitation. So this is uh, December 29th, 1968. You know, Prabhupada's uh, purporting. When shall I be very eager to study the books left by the six Goswamis? When shall I be eager to learn of the conjugal loving affairs of Radha and Krishna through the teachings of these Goswamis and through uh, someone or some ones who are understanding them? I remember, um, you know, Prabhupada sings, Nitai Pada Kamalang. So in his long purport, his purports are so beautiful to these kirtans. In this purport to Nitai Kamalam, he says the whole purpose of the Krishna consciousness movement is to enter into the rasa dance, the rasa lila. Also, there was one <clears throat> initiation lecture that he gave in um, Nuvrindavan, I believe it was 68, and he said, um, initiate, don't think that 
because you're initiated, you're liberated. Initiate to, means to begin. He said, the reason we get initiated is so that we can uh, enter into the rasa dance of Radha and Krishna. And in another lecture in New York, he said, our whole goal is to become one of the gopi jan. I mean, there's tons of books here that I have my stickers in. So when those devotees came to you in 1993 or two, whatever it was, you decided to research yourself about whether what you were doing was... No, I knew that I was doing fine. Right. But in order to express myself so that I right. can show that I'm coming from Srila Prabhupada's books yeah. and be clear and be able to answer questions, I studied more deeply. Is it... Is it uh... Is it necessary that the Shiksha Guru or Shiksha Gurus, as you said, we can have an unlimited amount, is on the platform of practicing Raghunuga Bhakti? At least the Shiksha Guru ought to know what is what is all this information and give, give uh, credence to the process and take away the fear that it's just a Sahajiya thing and let's only talk about it when we get there, because we'll never get there unless we start talking about it. In other words, one who's sedantic, he can be my sort of kind of shiksha guru. Mm. Right. But but in the in the ultimate issue, it's it's that quality. Then he'll be that quality shiksha guru. Right. I just want to mention to our listeners that we'll be taking questions soon. Uh, I've seen some some questions have been coming in in the comment section. We'll be taking them. Uh, in a, in a bit uh, after I ask a few more questions. Yes. So the con like you were mentioning, the connotation is that we don't talk about it until we get there because it's uh it's considered like a Sahajiya type thing or yeah. premature kind of thing. And it's funny because um, it's funny because there are so many, so many sections of Srila Prabhupada's books right. where he talks about it. It may be with the word Raganuga, and he may have, may have anglicized it. But for example, let's take the Krishna book, which he wanted um, distributed, which was distributed in millions in so many languages. And I was distributing Krishna book back in 1970, 71. So Krishna book, uh, there are at least six or seven chapters in the Krishna book. That's thick six or seven chapters which are the subject of which the raganuga bhakta will want to hear and read so Prabhupada gave us that right at the beginning because we're going to read about it in rag in Vaidhi bhakti and we'll get familiarized by it then when we get more serious then we'll read about it with a name to enter for example krishna's flute song um in in the Bhagavatam, it's called um, Venugit. Um, Krishna's Rasalila. Prabhupada has introduction to the Rasalila and then the Ras, Rasa dance itself. He called it dance. Then there's um, Gopigit, which Prabhupada calls the Gopi song of separation. These are all topics of Raganuga Bhakta, Bhakti. And a Raganuga Bhakti will yearn to read along with the commentary as Prabhupada gave us so much commentaries um, so that we don't misunderstand. Um, and then we read and pray 
where they um, would agree to enter. Just like, let's take the gopis. Uh, in the Song of Krishna's Flute, right? The chapter 21 of the Krishna book. The gopis are feeling separation. They're at home. They're not with Krishna in the forest. They're thinking, oh, and the, the birds are more fortunate than us. They're out there with Krishna. The deer, our husbands wouldn't let us go out to meet with Krishna, but the, the female deer's husband, they follow the female deers to meet with Krishna, the cows, the boys, everyone's more fortunate than us. And they became so absorbed in remembering Krishna out there in the forest that they themselves entered into their verses. They entered into the place where they, where they were chanting about. And that's what's stated in the very last verse of the gopis, um, of Venugit, of the, the flute song that they made an exchange. The flute song, um, the, the flute pastimes entered into their hearts and they entered into the hearts of the flute pastimes and actually entered into the forest to exchange sidelong glances with Krishna. Mm -hmm. So that is the goal of our chanting, to enter. Oh, when, when, when I first joined, the first definition of the Hare Krishna mantra that I heard from Prabhupada in person was that, oh God, oh energy of God, oh Krishna, oh Radha, I'm suffering in this world by serving your illusory energy. Please pick me up, lift me up into the spiritual atmosphere so that I can serve you and become happy. So that's really what we want. And um, there are so many other moods and prayers to think about while chanting the Hare Krishna mantra that brings us towards Raganuga Bhakti, but it won't come unless it descends. So by my own endeavor, I can't attain Raganuga Bhakti. But if that mood, Bhav Bhakti, Asakti, descends, then I'll be there. When or when. That's a huge point that it's not something that we do on our like our, our effort like we in this material world things happen because of our effort of what we're you know we do xyz effort and we get the result according to that but bhakti is 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 a is different in than that it's, yes. it's something grace right it's grace that comes it's grace and endeavor you know the earlier in the krishna book when mother yasoda was um trying to bind Krishna. Right. She was so much endeavoring and she was always two inches too short. But then when Krishna appreciated her sweating and turning different colors, then he agreed to be bound. So two things, that's why the two is there, that it was always two inches too short because two things are required. Our endeavor only to show Krishna that I'm sincere and or to show guru that i'm sincere and then mercy like the cat and the monkey you know mm -hmm. that one yes yes the the cat uh is is within the the mouth of the mother yeah the kitten is the kitten yeah doesn't Sorry, have to do anything it's just carried okay. along and the monkey he has to grab on to the stomach of the monkey and if he falls too bad uh so that's endeavor so it's a combination of cat kitten and monkey right right wonderful it's so there's so much technicality and there's so sort much. of 
there's a there's very deep uh, the very philosophy deep. is very deep it's it's amazing thank you so much for explaining that i want to take uh questions now from our uh listeners so please if you have questions please put them in the comment section we'll be starting uh, at the top here um can you please clarify uh the differences uh between the vaidi practice and other vaishnav sampradayas versus the vaidi taught and given by the Gaudiya vaishnav acharyas certainly uh the istadev or worshipful deity of other sampradayas is other than Radha and Krishna usually. That is um, the Pusti Marg, the uh, Lakshmi Sampradaya, they worship Lakshmi Narayan. And the um, Vishnu Swami Sampradaya of Balabacharya, they might worship Radha and Krishna, but not like the Gaudiyas, not for Manjuri Bhav of Radha and Krishna. Um, uh, another worships Balgopal, Pustimarg, and um, like that. So the Istadev is different. Ramanuja, although Ramanuja Charya met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and was fully absorbed in Mahaprabhu and knew the purpose of Mahaprabhu, Mahaprabhu told him, this is described in Navadvipta Mahatmya by uh, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, don't tell, don't tell your disciples, Keep teaching Dasyabhav, but you inside, you'll be following more uh, Raganuga. But anyway, oh, wow. um, where am I? So, uh, and this is also explained in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, that flawless practice of Vaidhi Bhakti till the end, till perfection, reaches Vaikuntha. And in the Gaudiya Vaishnava Acharyas, they're all teaching us A to Z how to go, how to use the principles of Vaidhi Bhakti, take shelter of those principles, and on that platform of Vaidhi Bhakti, how to come to Raganuga Bhakti. Automatically, but automatically means Anusilanam, under the constantly and under the guidance of the pure devotee or pure devotees. That's that's that last part is very important. I don't think that that's stressed enough. The guidance of the devotees or devotee um, to to get to the the goal. Thank you. There's one verse that says um, at the beginning of bhakti, association with pure devotees is required. Right. Um, Krishna bhakti general mool. Hoi Sadhu Sangha. And then, even when one comes to Bhava Bhakti, still that's required. Mm. Because now I'm following an associate of Krishna who's the ocean of the mood for which I aspire. Mm -hmm. In the art of spiritual life, while describing the incident when a yogi student asked Srila Prabhupada whether he is an incarnation, he described that he is Krishna in the form, in the, in the form uh, of a devotee. Can you please elaborate? I don't remember writing that. What I remember writing is that the the Sachinananda yoga student asked, um, is Buddha an incarnation? Yes. Is Jesus an incarnation? Yes. Are you an incarnation? No. I'm a devotee. Not exactly a devotee, but I'm trying to be. Is it possible out of false humility to stay attached to the Vaidhi Bhakti and block progression to Raghunuga Bhakti? Good question. 
what is false? Oh, false humility. Like yeah. you were saying, Pr Prabhu, that is, I'm not qualified for this. Right, right. So I won't even talk about it until I get there. Right. So uh, that's another, I'm glad that you brought that up, Lavangalati Kadiri, because that's another of the symptoms of Raganuga Bhakti is that he doesn't consider whether he's qualified or not. He just knows that he wants it. Just like, for example, a dog is outside of a sweet shop and the owner of the sweet shop is not going to let him in to jump all over the racks of sweets. So what the dog does is he waits for the people to come out and he, um, the people eat their sweets and the juices and they have their little sweet piece of paper that, you know, the cup, and then they throw it on the floor. And then that dog runs after that to get whatever zips he can. He doesn't think that I'm unqualified, even though he's a dog. And he also watches to make sure no other dog will come and take away his piece of paper with the syrup on it. So one who actually has greed for Raganuga Bhakti or greed in Raganuga Bhakti, he always protects himself by um, taking shelter, associating with those who understand rightly what it is and he doesn't allow himself to be um, misled by those who are trying to dissuade him. Um, I don't know if I covered that. Yes, yeah, so he doesn't consider whether he's qualified or not. Just like a, uh, a an ugly, deformed, toothless man may see um, former princess die with her one of her hats and going along on a bubble bubble car and immediately or this way he goes I want to marry her he didn't consider his qualification or disqualification right. and we we read and hear about our acharyas uh, like Raghunath Das Goswami is praying to Govardhan please don't consider whether I'm qualified or not and Bhaktivinoda Thakur is also praying like that in the song Gopinath. Right. That's a great if you're point. mad after something, you really don't think about anything else. Right. Uh, this is kind of unrelated, but I'd, I'd also want to entertain it. I live alone in a student dorm and finding it hard to quit tamasic intoxication because of the environment. Trying since two years to be normal, scared to live in the temple near me also, feeling helpless. It sounds like a helpless, but there's no... There's no, there's no need to give up hope. This day and age, there's association by internet. Um, you can live anywhere and just turn on your phone, turn on your iPad, and you could have so much nice association of kirtan, just like festivals, govardhan, how many, it's, you know, you've heard of information overload? Yeah, yeah. Well, in Krishna consciousness, we get nectar overload. Yes. Everywhere you look, there's videos of Govardhan in Vrindavan, somebody giving a lecture about Govardhan. Today we're going to Kusham Sarovara. Yes. And then I want to pray, just like when I read in a book. So how do I want to read? I don't want to read. I want to pray like this. Put the book on my head, the book on my heart. And then according to the book, this is Chaitanya Charitamrita, Majulila Chapter 9. Oh, Prabhu, you're not a book. You are Prabhupada yourself. 
you're Krishnadas Kavaraj Goswami yourself. You are Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all of your associates. Please, all of you, bestow your causeless, shower your causeless mercy on me while I'm actually sitting here at your feet and hearing from you directly. Please take away all obstacles to my, my realizing what you're personally telling me. That makes a big, big difference in what I get out of a book. I remember you mentioned that in our Last previous, free, and I and I've been doing that. Wow. It's, it's such a it's such a great meditation. Mm. I love that so much that you know praying to the. It's not just the normal material book. This is this is really Krishna Swarup. Yeah, Prabhu Swarup. Yeah, and thank you for for mentioning that. And I'm I'm glad you're getting something out of that. Oh, totally. So, yes. Similarly, suppose I'm hearing a lecture of Srila Prabhupada. Yeah. I can easily adjust that prayer and say, you're not a video. You're not a phone. You're Prabhupada yourself. Please be merciful to me. Wow. Wow. Wonderful. Uh, just for clarification and not to be challenging, but would like to know if you describe yourself as Kanishta, how can, uh, talk, how can you talk on Raganuga? Just asking. How can I chant Hare Krishna with all my offenses? How can I take prasadam with all my offenses thinking that it's enjoyable food? We start with Vaidhi Bhakti. Why did Prabhupada write all these books? For the Uttama Adhikari? Why did he want them distributed everywhere? Teachings of Lord Chaitanya is um, a summary study of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. In 1967, when Prabhupada came back from San Francisco in April, he gave five lectures on Chaitanya Charitamrita, which later became the introduction to teachings of Lord Chaitanya. And there he talked all about these high st things and Raganuga Bhakti and Ragatmika Bhakti and Radha Krishna's love and what is that and how that's our goal. So um, he wanted that. I remember he, uh, what's his name, Giriraj Swami? He was Brahmachari at the time. He wanted Giriraj uh, Prabhu at the time to go to all the stores and distribute the. Um, the uh, teachings of Lord Chaitanya. So what to, what to speak of the Krishna book? We went to dormitories, we went to bars, we went everywhere and gave out the Krishna book. And that was Prabhupada's desire. Wow, wonderful. Also in the beginning of the Krishna book, which again has at least six or seven chapters, that's total Raganuga subject, Ragatmika subject. Um, there he said that this book will be very good for the liberated persons. It will be good for those who want liberation and it will be good for the gross materialist because even if they appreciate Radha and Krishna as mundane, still they're making, they're making advancement because they're getting it in a pure, pure devotee's book. So uh, I read Prabhupada's books. I read all of Prabhupada's books and everywhere I turn, he's talking about this subject. Should I skip those parts? Oh, that reminds me. Um, in June of 1990, sorry, June of 1976, there was something called the Gopi Baba Club. Mm. Because of their association with the Radhakun Sahajiya Babaji's, they were only reading those parts, and there are many, in Prabhupada's books that talk about the gopis. Like, for example, in chapter uh, 18 of Anchalila, there's this big fat section about Radha and Krishna and the gopis. And my goodness, it's like 
too high, but there he's giving it. In 1975, he had so many BBT workers working on it and right. us painting it. And we had to read everything in order to paint it. So um, anyway, so there were some devotees, because of their association with the Radhakund Babaji's, they wanted to become gopis. And Prabhupada really put a stop to it. And because um, they weren't doing Sankirtan anymore, they weren't going out and preaching. They were just like hidden in this secret club. So here's the difference between real um, trying to approach Raganuga Bhakti and, um, and the Sahajism that was going on in 1976. One is a conditioned soul cannot become a gopi like Lalita Vishaka, who have a direct amorous relationship with Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all of his followers came to give the maid service of Srimati Radhika. And that also can't come, because then you can't do a sadhan bhakti of kissing and embracing Krishna and then lying down in the, in the, uh, on the, uh, what do you call those? Lotus petals with Krishna. What would happen? I would immediately become lusty as they do. So, so we're following we want to follow, I'm not a Rupa Nuga Bhakta, but I want to follow Rupa Goswami, who teaches us how to pray, how to be strict. They followed Akadasi. They hardly ate. They didn't eat any nonsense. They offered all their food to Krishna. Um, but they were, um, they were drenched in uh, prayers for engaging in Srimati Radhika's service. So I want to follow them externally and I want to come to a point where I follow them internally. But it starts, Prabhupada writes, and I can show you many, many parts where he says, by remembering Radha and Krishna constantly, one gradually becomes free from contamination and then he can actually remember them properly and serve them. Wow. <clears throat> in, um, in this verse number eight, the essence of all advice, Srila Prabhupada said that this Krishna Smaram Janam Chasya, it begins uh, in the stage of bondage, even before liberation. In uh, the Rasalila chapter of the Krishna book, uh, chapter 29, 30, 31, um, Sukadeva Goswami is speaking to Maharaj Parikit, and there are so many unqualified people, sages there, um, and he utters this verse, Vakrita tam bir idam chavishnu. That is, one who is a dira, one who is really um, believing that Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead, but he's not a pure devotee. He's still uh, somewhat swallowed by lust, anger, greed, private illusion, and envy. But he's hearing Vakrita uh, tam braja Vadubir, Idamcha Vishnu. What Vishnu is that to hear about? That Vishnu who made himself so many or who danced so quickly that he was able to be with all the gopis, billions of gopis at the same time. So one who hears that under proper guidance uh, from the authoritative disciplic succession, gradually he becomes free from the diseases of the heart, beginning with the disease of lust. Thank you. 
I lost internet when you were talking about how Srila Prabhupada gave the name ISKCON after a verse. Could you please tell me which verse it is? The verse is, uh, let's see, where is my, I believe it's verse 70, but let me go there. Okay. Um, there's, well, there are many places in this volume I want to go to. Uh, let's see. Verse number 57, 90, 78. Yes, verse 70. Up to verse 69. You know, Lord Chaitanya kept saying, go further, go further. This is external. I want to hear more. If you know more as to what is the goal of life, please say more. So now in verse 70, now he's starting to do Raganuga Bhakti. And Mahaprabhu is saying, yes, that's all right now. Now you're all right, but go more. So, Krishna Bhakti Rasa Bhavitam Ati Kriyatam Yadi Kutopi Labhyate Tatramolyam Apimolyam Ekalam Janma Koti Sukritayana Labhyate Pure devotional service in Krishna consciousness cannot be had even by pious activity in hundreds of thousands of lives. It can be attained only by paying one price, and that is the intense greed to obtain it. And that greed comes from hearing from the pure devotees. If it is available somewhere, oh yeah, and I heard this also from Prabhupada in 1968, is it, if it is available somewhere, one must purchase it without delay. Mm. Wonderful. And then Prabhupada is saying in the purport what I just said. Right. Can you clarify the perspective that some of us may have that Srila Prabhupada's emphasis may have been different than other Acharyas? The goals are the same and everything is given in the teachings by Prabhupada, but the emphasis may be different and therefore Prabhupada disciples may feel the loyalty to maintain the integrity of that emphasis and discourage shiksha that is outside this emphasis. Very good question. A good question, yes. So... Um, that Prabhupada's emphasis. Now, a long time ago, when I was just joining, there wasn't even a Chaitanya Charitamrita. But actually, Srila Prabhupada was speaking about Sanatan Shiksha and speaking about all these topics. And then in the beginning of 67 or the end of 66, he began speaking about Chaitanya Charitamrita. And um, then he gave the Krishna book. Then now, as I'm looking through for all these things where he's talking about Raganuga or he's just telling Raganuga things, now I'm seeing something different than I saw then. So like if I'm speaking, like you have a daughter, right? Namaraz Prabhu? A so, two sons. A son, two sons. Yeah. How old are they? Uh, one's three and one's one. Right. So how are you going to speak to them? How do you speak to your three-year-old son? According to his, you know. Adhikari at that age. Yeah. yeah. Which is you don't tell him much. You have right. a certain emphasis. Like, uh, and then when he's getting a little older, you say the emphasis on, don't use your left hand. Here's the potty. Let's go there instead of there. Right. Um, so according to the qualification of the person, he will see a different emphasis by Srila Prabhupada. 
now I'm seeing so much emphasis on going higher, not staying in that level. So can, can you put back her question? Uh, yeah, sure. Because I want to be able to cover it yeah. fully. So like Prabhupada talked about Varnashram Dharma, right? As so many lectures, I sometimes I would say, not again. I heard that a million times, Prabhupada. Yeah. The Brahmins and the Chatriyas. Why? Because that is the platform of hu human life. Without Varnashram Dharma, that's the platform of human. There's no humanity. If there's no rules and regulations, if a sannyasi has a million girlfriends, that's not Varnashram. And it's, uh, what's that verse? Shruti, Smriti, Puranati, Pancharatri. It's just a disturbance in society. Mm -hmm. So we had to emphasize something until we got it. But then when Lord Chaitanya meets Ramananda Rai, which I read in 1975, because we were working on the Chaitanya Charitamrita, when when Ramananda Rai says, hearing Mahaprabhu's request, tell us about the goal of life. And he says, Var Varnashram is the goal of life. Dharma Svanastitak Pungsam. So then Mahaprabhu said, oh, that's external. That's only in relation to the body. He's not saying it's not bona fide. He's just saying that's external. Let's, let's, get, a, let's get on something more towards the soul proper. So, um, yes, so I may see Prabhupada's emphasis differently than somebody else sees Prabhupada's emphasis. And I may see Prabhupada's emphasis now as something different than I saw Prabhupada's emphasis a while ago because his books are desire trees. I remember giving lectures, I don't know how, count how many years ago. I mean, I joined 55 years ago. And then I was giving lectures in colleges about um, hogs, dolls, hogs, dogs, camels, and asses. And I would, you know, I would explain for a long time why, if we don't talk about Krishna, we're hogs, why we're camels, because a camel eats his own blood and so on. And I'll do that again if I'm in that kind of, if I have that kind of audience. But if I'm in a, an audience where the people have been practicing for some years, then I'll talk about something different. So any shiksha that's outside the emphasis, it's according to what we consider the emphasis. And also, um, again, what I said about Srilanarayan Goswami Maharaj, I'm not saying, okay, everybody come to him. By any means, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in my experience, right. I thought that Prabhupada was saying one thing. And then when he said something, and I went back to Prabhupada's book, he was actually saying that same thing. So I found him not at all outside the emphasis. And somebody else may find him outside the emphasis, in which case they'll want to stick to the emphasis that, that they understand. The only thing we want to avoid is offenses to right. pure devotees because that's also emphasized by Prabhupada. If I criticize a pure devotee, I'm finished. I think that's where things historically went wrong when there was when there was offenses. 
Okay. Uh, when one experiences some semblance of mood, attraction, or tendency towards hearing about Krishna's pastimes at the Kanishta Adhikar stage and feels a kind of enjoyment in that, but is lazy in Vaidhi Bhakti, will his or her greed carry uh, his, him or her forward? Also, can it be called real greed if one is still lazy in sadhana? What kind of sadhana do you mean? Do you mean chanting rounds? No one can make it. No one can make advancement without chanting, mm -hmm. because that's that is the most thing he emphasized. Following the regulative principles. Well, maybe I'll take pot, and maybe I'll drink a little bit. Maybe I'll take a little marijuana. And I'm lazy in my sadhana. I'll sleep till very late in the day, and I won't read. But sometimes I'll hear about Radha and Krishna, and I'll enjoy that. No, because. As Srila Prabhupada said, when as Rupa Goswami advises, even one who's in Raganuga or uh, is on the way to Raganuga, he will follow the regulative principles. Even if there's no taste, because it's, what did Prabhupada write about the definition of Vaidhi Bhakti? There's no question of refusal. And then gradually the taste will come. How do we know that? Just go to... Um, but if I'm slack, sometimes I do nothing, sometimes I do three, sometimes I do eight. On a rare occasion, I'll do 16. That's not the way to get taste. But in the nectar of instruction, verse seven, um, Syad Krishna Nama Charitati. Uh, so even if, even if one is tasting chanting, like, um, what is that? very bitter right if he honorably chants the Hare krishna mantra without taste gradually the taste must come just as a person who has jaundice even in america you go to a hospital in america and he'll give you they'll give you clock bars and and three musketeers bars because <laughs> the only um the only cure for jaundice is sweets but when one is beginning to taste the sweets, it will taste bitter. And you can tell how much you're advancing by um, how much you're tasting it's sweet. Regarding hearing Harikata with enjoyment, we will, whether we're chanting 16 rounds or 64 rounds, but if we're still neophytes, we will do it with um, material conception and enjoyment. And we'll laugh at Radharani's jokes even though we don't understand them at all because hmm. we're relating them to our jokes. Like at Kushima Sarovara, she's picking flowers and Krishna says, who are you? She says, nobody. Come on, tell me who you are. Nobody. Why can't you speak in a straight way? Oh, and you're speaking in a very straight way? You don't know who I am? So, uh, well, you need permission to pick flowers. Oh, since when do we need permission? Are you the owner of Vrindavan? Did you plant even one plant or even one? Did you even water one plant here in Vrindavan? No, your cowherds boys come and they just trample everything with their cows. How dare you insult a pious, righteous person as myself? Oh, you're such a pious, righteous person that you killed a woman when you were only a few days old and you stole the gopis' clothes, the unmarried gopis, and you lied to your mother even when you were young. And then you dance with married women. Oh, you're so righteous. 
So then Krishna scratched his head. He couldn't think of anything else to say. So when I hear that, I'll laugh because it's like my jokes, the sarcasm, but I right. totally don't understand a word of it. How it's higher than Vedanta. It makes it really grave when you put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We re we relate it to what we know, what jokes exactly. we know, and what enjoying kind of things that we know how to enjoy, and then projecting that on the Leela, and then we get enjoyment from that. Period. Yeah. For, for example, Namaraj Prabhu, you've tasted a rasagula, right? Yes. Just imagine that you have never tasted a rasagula. I've tasted a rasagula, and I'm explaining it to you who has never tasted it. So it's it's about the size of a ping pong ball. It's spongy. It drips down the sides of, you, of your mouth. It explodes in your mouth. It tastes, well, kind of like a honey and an apple together. And it's really good. So are you going to get any idea if you haven't tasted it? No. So our Acharyas and Srila Prabhupada um, are teaching us how to come to taste. Or realization. What did I do? You can, you're still there. Oh, am I? Okay. Can you see? Press, no, I pressed the wrong button. Uh, where do I go? Oh, yes, Zoom. No, not Zoom. It would be the browser. No. Browser. Oh, okay. Browser. No. Mm, not there. There, there I am. Okay. There you are. Yes. Uh, thank you for sharing such wonderful nectar regarding Srila Prabhupada ch saying chant 16 rounds and follow four regulative principles and you will go back to Godhead. It is said that Krishna makes the words of his pure devotee come true. What are your thoughts on this? Very good. Excellent. They will come true. With you chant 16 rounds, if you follow the four regulative principles, you'll gradually advance and then you'll learn more and you'll learn more what to do. Uh, like it's stated in, in his books that um, Nam, Hari Nam, can take you back to Godhead. And Diksha, Diksha mantras, is only for becoming free from anarthas. That's a trick. It's a trick statement. Because without being free from anarthas, we can't chant purely enough to go back to Godhead. If I'm chanting with offenses, Srila Prabhupada quotes Jiva Goswami uh, in the list of 10 offenses by Jiva Goswami, one can chant for millions of years without getting the desired result of Krishna Prem if he's committing the 10 offenses. So his words will come true. Start like that and it will come true. And then as you're chanting, other things will happen to you. Right. Wonderful. Um, okay, here's another question. When one when one experiences a semblance of natural attraction at the Kanishtadikar stage towards hearing, but does not have the resolve in Vaidhi Bhakti, is that greed artificial or is it enough to carry one forward? We hear the verse Vikriditam Raja Vadubir. So if we hear if we are hearing but still have shortcomings in Vaidhi Bhakti or laziness or weakness of heart or inability to follow rules and regulations, will that hearing of such matters bear fruit? That's why there is so many books. Keep reading and gradually I'll come in this life or next life or five lives later to being able to follow everything I need to follow in order to continue making advancement. Wonderful. 
kind of also unrelated, but I, I like these kind of questions. I do 60 rounds of chanting and pray every morning and evening. However, there's laziness in me, which makes me delay things, especially in winter season. Sometimes I finish chanting after midnight. It's not really a question, but I guess, is that okay? Or how to not be lazy? By being in good association, by continuing to pray, again, later in this life or next life, your desire will be fulfilled, depending on how lazy you are and how interested you are in changing. Mm -hmm. And if we constantly pray, even Prahlad Maharaj taught in the seventh canto, Association of the Pure Devotees. In a fifth canto, the, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the one who was, uh, oh, Jud Bharat, mm. when he met Rahugana, there, there's more discussion about associating. One must um, bathe himself in the dust of the pure devotee, mm. and then he can become who is free from material desires, and then he'll become free. Hearing, remember, doing whatever I can, and as long as I don't commit offenses, especially to the pure devotee, then I'll gradually come up, however long it takes. Wonderful. Although it's not quite related, could you please ask uh, Her Grace Shamarani uh, Devi Dasi to share with us what is happening during the Kunjalila of her famous painting? What is the mood behind the mudras Radha and Krishna are expressing? I, I assume this is the Seva Kunj uh, yeah. talking about. Yeah, how about if I get it? Sure, please. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll be right back. Sure. And I, then could, I could actually uh, put it on the screen. All right. Uh, let me do that one second. So this painting has hundreds of thousands of pastimes in it. Basically, oh, it's so deep. Basically, there are Radharani is one of the um, four kinds of gopis who's a contrary gopi, always no no, and um, playing hard to get. So uh, once Krishna was um, thinking that. She's a little bit submissive to me these days, and I want to bring out her, her, her natural mood of contrariness. So he purpose, purposely came late, like in the wee hours of the morning, and she was already upset that he was late. And then he's, um, he's saying, oh, my dear Chandra, as though he forgot that he was with Radharani and he thought he was with Chandravali. And then he corrected himself, oh, my dear Chandra Anani, which means one whose face is as beautiful as many moons. And so that she said, she's saying here, that's it. I don't want to have any more relationship with you. You can go back to where you just came from. Um, and then Krishna's putting his flute at her feet saying, oh, please forgive me. I'll never do that again. And Lalitan Vishakar telling her, he was just a moment late. Even he can't, Think of any other gopi. When he's with another gopi, he always thinks of you. What to speak of when he's with, with you? So she says, all right, then have him paint my feet. And then that's really why he did that whole pastime, because he wanted to paint her feet. You know, that how the Indian women wear red lac, because he wanted to write his name, Krishna, um, on her feet. You know how the Indian women have the designs right. on their feet, so the, by yeah. the henna or whatever. And so because her foot is made of Madanakya Mahabhav, the highest ecstatic love. And Krishna is always subordinate, subordinate to that. So he's thinking, well, Nama Nami are one. There's no difference 
between me and my name. So if I put my name there, then I'll be there too at her lotus feet. And I can stay there because Krishna was envious of the red lac that gets to stay there. So, um, so he starts to paint Krishna, but because he's touching her lotus feet, um, his heart starts trembling. And so then his hand starts trembling. And then he paints Krishna like kind of in a zigzag way. But you can imagine if God is painting his own name and his heart is trembling and his hand is trembling, what kind of art that will be. So uh, that's one of the thousands of things that are happening here. Wonderful. Uh, I think someone there, someone was also asking about the uh, Kunjakirtan, the newest painting. Can we also describe that as well? Sure. Let me just pull that one up. Prabhupada said these paintings are, are windows to the spiritual world and they, they will be like the rain after the drought of mundane art and everyone will be attracted. So, and he also wrote in a letter to us artists that by seeing these paintings, people will become devotees. And that is our aim, that people will become devotees. This, um, is, this is a beautiful painting. This is the newest painting that's taken, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 11 years or 11 so? 11 years, but not consistent. Right. Like I might have taken two years off, but it did take 11 years. Right. So here, um, this is a verse from Balabkusmanjali, verse 3, where... Um, the purport of which is that Radha and Krishna were, uh, she woke up first and she went out to the courtyard and was organizing a Sankirtan party because she's the original Sankirtan leader, isn't she? So she's organized the Sankirtan party of singing, dancing, playing musical instruments in the glorification of Krishna. Then Krishna woke up and he felt lonely. She left him with a couple of her maid servants he felt lonely. He came out and um, they sat him at her lotus feet. And then everybody started doing the Sankirtan. And then she felt tired. Even that we don't understand. How could she feel tired? Whatever she does is for Krishna's happiness. So she felt tired. And then she noticed that her golden waist belt that Krishna loved so much that she left it in the kunj or in a cave. So then with her eyes, because in Goloka Vrindavan, you don't even need to say anything all the time. You can speak volumes of books with your eyes. So with your eyes, she told Rati Manjari, who's there just under her left arm, under and over her left arm, that please go and get the my waist belt from the Kunj. Otherwise, um, all my Sakis will laugh at me, saying, oh, I know how you lost your your waist belt so then Rati Manjari stood up and she said oh I'm just going to pick flowers in that realm lying is a is a, a glory it's worshipable not here it's is abominable here so I'm just going to get flowers and then she came back and very stealthily so that nobody could see she put on Radharani's belt and Rupa Manjari her face is right next to Radharani's face on the other side. And only she knows what's happening because she can read every one of Radharani's glances. And in the Venugit picture that I saw you had, that's uh, illustrating what I mentioned earlier, that the gopis are actually in their home 
and they're um, speaking enviously or appreciatingly about, you have that one to put up, Namaras Prabhu? Yeah, uh, no, no. Venugit, uh, Krishna's in the middle. Oh, you only have those two. Nah, never mind. Um, forget that. So there's only a few minutes left. So um, what I'd like to do, if nobody minds, is, yeah, that was one of my first paintings that you saw me dancing there with my falling off red sari that Srila Prabhupada personally put on. He taught me how to wear it. So I just want to, you look like you're ready to say something. I can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I was muted. Uh, there's many other questions, but I also want to be um, uh, cognizant of your of your time. Uh, no, I have more time. It's just that I wanted to be cognizant of your time. Oh no, I I'm I'm okay to go on. I mean, this is wonderful. We're truly turning right. turning it over here. Um, did you want to say something before we go on to the next question? Well, I just wanted to say that I know there's not going to be enough time to go over every single. Right. Reference that I found. Um, and, and these are just some, but I just want to very quickly in just a few minutes. Sure. Now I lost you entirely. No, no, I'm, I'm here. I just here? wanted to, so you didn't have right. to move the, the book around. Oh, right. Thanks. Um, so uh, in the um, Rai Ramananda Sambad. Could you just uh, move the, the, the mouthpiece so I could hear you, hear so you better? Sorry. The other one, the other side. Yeah. It's hard to tell. <laughs> So, um, can you hear me now? Good. Yeah, that's better. Thank you. All right. So um, then, once Ramananda Rai starts talking about Raganuga Bhakti, he goes up, up, up to Dasyuras in Prema Bhakti, then um, Sakyuras, then Vatsalyuras. Mahaprabhu said, "Very good." But can you go further? Then he goes to uh, Gopi Bhav, and then Mahaprabhu says. This is perfect, but go on further. Then he starts talking about the love of Radharani. And then um, then there are very important, very important couple of verses. Um, and there's, there's a whole book. Talk about Prabhupada's emphasis. There's a whole book yeah. of this. So Ramananda Rai is talking about the... Um, the supremacy of the gopi's love. Um, the pastimes of Radha and Krishna are very confidential. They cannot be understood through the mellows of servitude, fraternity, or paternal affection. Actually, only the gopis have the right to appreciate these transcendental pastimes. Um, and only by them can these pastimes be expanded. And who expanded these pastimes all over the world? Srila Prabhupada. Uh, for this, I'm trying to say that he's one of them. Right. Without the gopis, these pastimes between Radha and Krishna cannot be nourished. Only by their cooperation are these pastimes broadcast. It is their business to taste the mellows. Without the help of the gopis, no one can enter into these pastimes. Only he who worships the Lord... This is Srila Prabhupada speaking. I mean, he's quoting. Only he who worships the Lord in the ecstasy of the gopis, but how to do that is a gradual process. Following in their footsteps 
Even Lakshmi couldn't get into the rasa dance because she couldn't follow the gopis. Mm -hmm. Can engage in the service of Radha and Krishna in the kunjas of Vrindavan. Only then can one understand the conjugal love between Radha and Krishna. There's no other procedures for understanding. And therefore, Prabhupada sings um, Garanga Bolite Habe, Kabe, when will I be eager to follow the six Goswamis and thus be eager to understand the conjugal love of Radha and Krishna? And then, of course, Prabhupada talks about the Sahajiyas, so we know what to be wary of. And this is so many pages. Mm -hmm. And then Prabhupada says here, only by one can worship Lakshmi Narayan by the process of Vaidhi Bhakti. So, but but what does that mean? In ISKCON, we have so many Radha Krishna deities. We don't have any Lakshmi Narayan deities. So what does Prabhupada say here in the purport when he says one can worship Lakshmi Narayan by the process of Bidhi Marg, but worshiping the Lord in regulative principles according to structure of, according to the instructions of Shastra and spiritual master. However, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Radha and Krishna, cannot be directly worshipped by this process. They cannot be worshipped by Vidhi Mag. So what are we doing? Srila Prabhupada wrote that when a Vaidhi Bhakti student is worshipping Radha and Krishna, the worship goes to Lakshmi Narayan within Radha and Krishna. Now this has to be done at this time. I'm going to go with the incense seven times around the legs and then three times on the chest two times on the face, and then the handkerchief will do that. So, um, but Radha and Krishna are served uh, spontaneously. Like the Manjaris, they'll, they'll um, be sarcastic with Krishna and even lie to him just to get him to be anxiety, in anxiety, lying that Radha, Radharani couldn't come out today. Her mother-in-law kept her in, so he's about to faint. And then she says, oh, I was only kidding. So what Vaidhi Bhakti is going to talk to Krishna in that way? So, but it's not, it can't be imitated. That would be Sahajya. Right. So, um, yeah, so that would answer the Lakshmi Narayan question. Mm -hmm. Then, um, again, without a goal, we can't, um, we can't have a process. And then, um, here, um, Discussing so much about um, Anarpita Charing Charat, what did Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually come to give? And then there's two lectures by Prabhupada, um, very interesting, um, from the Ramananda Rai Sambad about Radha and Krishna, and that this is what we want to contemplate, but under guidance. Not that we don't. See, another thing about the Gopi Bhav Club of 1976 is that they weren't reading any other parts of Prabhupada's books, whereas that's essential. Like how many devotees know who Garbhadakshai Vishnu is in this day and age? How many devotees know who Kiranadakshai Vishnu is? Right. Not as many as before. Um, here in Adi Lila chapter 3, Krishna's lamenting because he went back to Godhead went back to his abode after coming 5,000 years ago. Tell me if I'm going too fast because just like I was with Prabhupada at a college engagement and he was talking in a normal speed and then the, because it was a college and then the two minute bell rang. So then he started talking a mile a minute. 
<laughs> in the last two minutes. Anyway, so Krishna is lamenting. For a long time, I have not bestowed unalloyed loving service to me upon the inhabitants of the world. Without such loving attachment, the existence of the material world is useless. Everyone is worshiping me according to Vaidhi Bhakti, and I want to be worshipped according to Ragmarg. Therefore, I will come as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Wow. Where, where is that exactly? This is um, Adi Lila, chapter 3, verse 14. And then it goes on. He's explaining. Mm -hmm. We can take another another few questions, I think. Okay. Along the same lines of as the emphasis uh, question we had, there's another question here. Okay. Shamarani Didi, would you say that Srila Prabhupada's mood was different than that of Srila Bhaktivedanta Narayan Maharaj on account of which senior ISKCON members were justified to shield ISKCON from Maharaj's teachings, as His Holiness Giriraj Swami explained in an earlier interview with Namras Prabhu? So for those of you who don't know, I brought Giriraj Maharaj on um, and we spoke. And at the end, a question came up from the listeners about this very topic, and Maharaj explained his perspective of, of, uh, of this so I don't know if you want to comment on that. I can only comment by saying that I was there then, back in ninety, back in ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, when the GBC finally banned him, and I have a totally different memory of the history. Right. I'll say that, and I'll also explain that all of our acharyas, all of our Rupanuga acharyas, have exactly the same mood, but they may express themselves differently. Like, for example, Prabhupada may say, don't drink dirty water. And Srila Narayan Goswami Maharaj may say, drink clean water. This is completely different words, but it's saying the exact same thing. Wow. Let's, let's take, um, take Upadeshamrita. How many verses is Upadeshamrita? Uh, I think 11. 11, 12 verses. Right. And how thick is Upadeshamrita? There's different. Oh yeah, Shri Prabhupada. The, the actual Upadeshamrita. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, it's very. The actual verses is how thick. It's like that. Yeah. Prabhupada's nectar of instruction is that thick. He used so many words that Rupa Goswami did not use, but he was saying the same thing. Right. So the mood is absolutely the same. The teaching is absolutely the same. If you want to know the truth. Uh, I, I attended one lecture of Srila Narayan Goswami Maharaj where he was telling the devotees, if I use the exact same words that Prabhupada used, again, you'll misunderstand him. Wow. 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 <laughs> A lot there. A lot. <laughs> Let's see. Um, how to deal, you, you touched on this uh, earlier, but how to deal when you don't have physical good association of devotees available? Uh, there's a few different answers. One, take internet association. Number two, move your location to a, to a city where there's devotees. Number three um, is read. Read the book as a shiksha guru. Oh Prabhu, you're not a book. That's, you'll get Sanatana Goswami's association, you'll get um, Rupa Goswami, you'll get Krishna Das Kavaraj Goswami, Viswanath Chakrabarti Thakur, Lord Chaitanya, everybody, by reading with the proper mood of prayer. Mm -hmm. 
is it proper to plan one's approach to bhakti as a multi-birth ordeal instead of trying to do everything in this one life? Good question. We want to do everything in its one life. Um, but then we can see by how we're doing in this one life, how, how far I have to go. And the more I advance, the more I see how far I have to go. But I may have, I might have all already been through many lives and I don't have as many as if I hadn't had so many in the past. I'd like, I'd like to tie it now back to Srila Prabhupada's Tirubhav with this last question. Yeah. What is the mood on Srila Prabhupada's Tirubhav day now after 55 years? I think this Prabhu What is the mood? Yeah, yeah, like your personal mood after 55 years now of being in Krishna consciousness. Well, I haven't been yet. I'm waiting for that to come. But my mood now is that I'm relishing Srila Prabhupada's books more and more. I'm getting much more out of them than I did before. I'm like this morning, I was having the time of my life in finding the references. All right. <laughs> and, um, and I'm uh, feeling Prabhupada in my chanting more and my prayers more. I'm understanding what he's doing during the day more by, by um, knowing what our Goswamis are doing in their siddha forms, I know what they're doing. Not that, of course, again, I'm seeing it with my material vision, um, but intellectually, which is not real understanding, but it's better than nothing. I know what they do all day. I know what they do when they first wake up in the morning and I know what they do the last thing at night in Goloka Vrindavan. I don't know everything, obviously, because not everything was written. I know what's in the books. I know what's in the prayers. Um, uh, Srila Rupa Goswami in his Stavamala, he writes, when will I become a guard at your door, Srimati Radhika, so that Krishna will have to bow down to me and beg me to enter your kunj because you're angry with him. Amazing prayer. So anyway, so I know what they're doing. And Srila Srila Gurudev, Srila Narayana Goswami Maharaj said that Srila Prabhupada is also like a guard as one of his service, one of his services. But anyway, uh, right. So I know what they're doing. So I also know what Prabhupada is doing. So I know that if I'm praying something, even in my intellectual way of prayer, um, then I know that Prabhupada is there and he's already doing it, that he's associating with Rupa Manjari, Rati Manjari, uh, Guna Manjari, Labanga Manjari, Sanatana Goswami. And so I feel a lot more close to him. I, I asked Srila Narayan Goswami Maharaj, um, I don't know if I can share this or not, but forget it. I'll, I'll share it because I already have no bhakti, so even if I lose it, it'll just be minus zero. And then I have to go in a minute because Vasanti's telling me I haven't taken prasad yet. Sure. sure so, yes. um, so I asked, I told him that um, I sometimes I'm afraid because I am in Vaidhi Bhakti. And when I think of Srila Prabhupada, I remember all my offenses or a lot of my offenses to him. And so that makes me think, oh, he's so high up there and I'm so, I'm so low down here. And how can I ever reach him because I'm so offensive? 
so sinful. I've done so many even sins since I've been initiated. So, so he said, don't fear. Think of him as your Pran Priyasaki. And like starting, not that don't see him in the form that he exhibited, but understand that ultimately your relationship with him is like that. Wow. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, uh, Mataji, for joining us. I'm so incredibly indebted to you for talking with me for uh, two and a half hours. There was about 120 people listening over the different platforms. And um, do you have anything else to add before we end? Well, I just want to, sh I want to show some things. I want to show sure, this. Sure. I'll make you I want to show, screen here. I want to show this, which I haven't showed before. I want to yeah. show, <laughs> I want to show this. I want to show, <laughs> uh, what else do I want to show? I want to show this. Right. I want to show this. And I want to show the songbook. I mean, how did Prabhupada teach us to pray to his, his Guru Varga, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada, um, right at the beginning of the songbook. It's um, Madhur Georgila Pramaja Sri Rupanuga Bhakti Da Sri Gauda Karana Shakti Vigrahai and Amostute. Doesn't he sing that every day? Right. Oh, Srila Saraswati Thakur, you deliver Sri Rupanuga Bhakti which is enriched with Ujjala Madhurya Prem. There's a difference between Rupanuga Bhakti and Raganuga Bhakti. Rupanuga Bhakti only applies to the followers of Rupa Manjari, and Raganuga Bhakti applies to all the followers of all the associates. So all, all Rupanuga Bhaktas are Raganuga Bhaktas, but not all Raganuga Bhaktas are Rupanuga Bhaktas. Hey Gauravani, Srimur Toy Dinatarane, Rupanuga Varudhyapa, Siddhanta Dvanta Harane, I offer obeisances to you, the embodiment of Sri Gauranga's message. You deliver the fallen and remove the darkness of philosophical misconceptions that are opposed to the precepts of Sri Rupa Goswami. So we're saying Rupa Goswami and Rupa Manjari. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Namo Bhaktivinodaya Sachidananda Namane. Gora Shakti Surupaya Rupanuga Varayate. You're the best of the Rupanuga Bhaktas. You're Lord Chaitanya's Shakti. Who is that? Gadadhar. You're a manifestation of Sri Gadadhar Pandit yourself. And who's Sri Gadadhar Pandit? Srimati Radhika herself. We're so lucky we came into this line. Yes. You can't imagine the seed we're given. <clears throat> we're getting a glimpse of that. Uh, profoundness from from this talk that you gave. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you so much. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity. Again. Uh, from uh, you know, from all our listeners, I I I know I can say that we're all so grateful that you joined us here today and and spoke so wonderfully and answered so many of our questions that we had. Um, if you want to uh, get in touch with uh, Mataji, she has a website. I was tickering it earlier, uh, bhaktiart.net. You could. Uh, find her contact there. She's also on Facebook, uh, Shamarani uh, Dasi on Facebook, and uh, her her um, team actually uh, you know functions that uh, that page, and you can get in contact with her that way. So uh, thank you everyone for listening.
And uh, next week we have another podcast. I'm not exactly sure. I think, but I believe it's His Holiness Chandramoli Maharaj uh, will be uh, joining us. Um, and so I'm working towards 100 episodes. We're now at 91. Wow. Uh, so we're very, we're very close to 100 uh, by the end of the year. So there's some great things coming up. Again, thank you so much, Mataji. I uh, really thank appreciate you. it. Thank Please you. Please stay on the line. Uh, and and uh, thank everyone. Have a great rest of your evening. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna.